when you love someone and they love you and they say, I love you first, the normal response is, I love you too. Everybody loves to hear good news and a true story. Life's Been Different is a podcast that influences individuals like you and I to live life differently by becoming better people and better at living life. So get ready to open your heart to encounter him. Then go and tell the world why your life's been different. Welcome to the Life's Been Different podcast. My name is Marco, Marco Moncada, your host, and I'm so excited that you have chosen, decided, gone on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, YouTube, however you're listening, wherever you're listening, you are listening to this podcast today. You are giving of your time to listen to a guy named Marco speak, and I'm so grateful. I don't take your time for granted, and I'm thankful that you have joined us today. Listen, we took a two-week break for Thanksgiving, and that thanks is still overflowing into this episode, even though Thanksgiving was a couple of weeks ago. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited that I'm here. I've missed you guys. I've missed pouring out of my heart into your ears, and I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for continually listening. Today is episode 77. 77. Wow. I can't believe it. And this is going to be a great episode. You know why? Because this is one of my favorite types of episodes. You know, here on this podcast, we have two formats. One, where we preach God's word. We share messages on how to live life differently by becoming better people and better at living our lives. We talk about the principles behind living your best life, the privilege behind changing your mind, and of course, I cannot speak without mentioning Jesus, so we talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ and how he changes lives. Our second format is all about sharing other people's extraordinary people right? They were normal and then they met Jesus and now they're extraordinary. It's all about sharing people's testimonies. And today we have a really good friend of mine, an awesome, awesome young gal from my church who has trusted us and is sharing her testimony on the platform today. So I'm so, so, so excited for you to hear this remarkable breakthrough story of one of my good friends from our church. She's a part of the young adults ministry that I'm a part of, even though I've officially aged out of a young adult, but I'm still there as a presence and a leader for our church. And so I'm so, so, so excited for that episode. But just before we jump into that, I want to tell you our goal, our outline, and our key verse for today's episode. So my goal today is to lead you to lead people to receive God's love in a new way, in a great way, or just simply to receive God's love for the first time, right? You know, when you love someone and they love you and they say, I love you first, the normal response is, I love you 
too, right? If you're talking to your mom on the phone or your dad or your boyfriend, um, if you're at that point, or your girlfriend, if you're at that point, your husband, your wife, your spouse, right? Your brother, sister, if I didn't say that already, right? If they say, hey, look, what's up, bro? Blah, blah, blah. I love you. I'll talk to you later. You respond with, great. I love you too. My mom and I never hang up a phone call without saying, I love you. When she says, I love you, I say, I love you too, mom, right? I love you too, mom. So when someone says, I love you first, the normal response is, I love you too. And we're going to talk about that love today. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to start off by hearing this remarkable testimony, this personal story of why my friend Lauren Lindsay's life's been different. We're going to talk about counterfeit love and God's love. Then we're going to receive God's love in a new way, in a way that's going to make us want to run hard after Jesus. Why? Because our key verse is 1 John 4, 19. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love, right? When someone loves you, you say, I love you too. The verse continues to say, 1 John 4, 19, we loved him because he first loved us. So before we jump into this, if you haven't, um, if you didn't know that you could share your testimony on this podcast, I would love for you to get some information on that if you would be willing to share your story on this podcast. Simply email life's been different at gmail.com and we will respond with some simple, simple, simple instructions on how to send in your testimony to be featured on the podcast. If you're in Tucson, Arizona, listening on the radio on a Saturday at 1.30 p.m. on KGMS 940, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Tell a friend about the radio program. We would love to have you be a part of our community. And follow us, give us a like, write a comment, write a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at Life's Been Different. Click the link on our bio. You can check out some music that I have out. You could check out other ways to listen to this podcast. You can go to our website and see other things that we have done with Life's Been Different. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to my friend Lauren Lindsay. This girl is a powerhouse person. She goes to our main campus and I was a part of a campus out here in South Orange County and I live in San Clemente which is about 40 minutes away from Anaheim where our main campus is and actually she was talking to my best friend Christian Zavios. Shout out to my homie Christian and he was talking to her and he was like, hey, have you heard my friend Marco's music? She was like, no. And for some reason we have been at the same church. We've been in passing but we never actually had a conversation and so the first time we talked, it was like we had been friends all along, right? We just like, hey, what's up? I'm Marco. I'm Lauren. And then like, like no time had passed at all. We were just homies, right? And so I had been seeing her back and forth and I knew she had a powerful testimony. She's a powerhouse force at our church. And I just would love for you to lean into her story, lean into her story, 
expecting for your life to be different. The Bible says that with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So the measure at which you listen to this episode, it will be measured back to you. So measure this testimony, measure this story, and it will be measured back into your life with a testimony of your own. Listen, the story that changed you will be the story that God uses to change other people. So lean into why Lauren Lindsay's life's been different, and I will come back at the end with some thoughts. My name is Lauren Lindsay, and this is why my life's been different. My story actually starts in church. I was born into a Christian home and raised with an understanding of who God is and of the importance of a relationship with Him, which to me meant going to church, reading my Bible, and saying a prayer or two every day. Growing up, my family would have dinner together and read our Bibles together after we ate. Sometimes we'd do Bible trivia, which I hated because I never read my Bible enough to know the answers. When I was really little, I wasn't the biggest fan of church because I had no friends, and often I thought the messages were a bit boring. But one thing I liked was prayer. My family referred to me as our little prayer warrior because I jumped at any opportunity I had to pray for meals, for safe travels, or healing for someone sick. I loved God at least as much as I could with the very distant and selective relationship I had with him, but I didn't know any better. In my head, I was on fire for God. I went to church on Sundays, I served in ministry, I took discipleship classes, and even talked to my friends about God, to which they responded by calling me quote-unquote religious. My faith was never something I tried to hide. At eight years old, I chose to get baptized in water, and at some point in my teen years, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit and I received my spiritual language. I was in it for God, and yet somehow I had no idea that I was only halfway in. At 14 years old, I started high school, and my values slowly became less and less important to me, starting with my virginity. After letting go of something that I had previously found so important, it felt like a piece of me had broken. But since I lost something I could never get back, I figured I might as well keep doing it. I tried smoking weed and taking edibles for the first time and decided I had no interest in either, but that decision wouldn't last forever. I still went to church every Sunday, and though I didn't read my Bible very much, I prayed sometimes and served in ministry and stuff. I went to one party in high school and was probably the only sober person there. For the most part, I was a really good kid, but I had my vices, and compared to others, they may not have been as obvious or as bad by human standards, but... They were only taking me down a longer path that would more slowly lead me to an extremely destructive and painful end. Fast forward to 2018. This was the year I started noticing God's presence in my life. It started with the talk of Peru. One Nation One Day Peru was the first missions trip I had heard about since I felt God call me to be a missionary sometime around 2010. When I first heard about it, every part of me knew I had to go on this trip but God knew some other things needed to be taken care of first. I had been with my boyfriend at the time for almost a year and a half, but since the day we started dating, I couldn't shake the feeling that this wasn't the person I was supposed to be with. I finally came to terms with that reality, but I couldn't bring myself to end the relationship. I asked God to help me, and a week later, my boyfriend broke up with me unexpectedly. I knew it was God, but it didn't make it any easier. But still, it felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders just in time to start off the new year. 
Over the next few months, my mom and I struggled to raise money for our Peru trip. I asked God for his help and was reminded of Matthew 6.33 that tells us to seek God first and that everything else will be added. Realizing that I hadn't been prioritizing God, I began intentionally spending more time praying and reading my Bible, and within a short period of time, my mom and I were blessed with the remaining amount we needed for the trip. Peru grew me spiritually and launched me forward in my walk with God. I was no longer halfway in, but I wasn't all in yet either. I still had my vices, and they would get a lot worse before they got better. I came home to a solid group of friends that I had made not long before the breakup. I told them about my trip, and they listened supportively despite not sharing the same beliefs. And then, just a short six months later, COVID-19 hit. After the first two months of lockdown, I decided to stay with one of my friends in order to get some social interaction without putting my parents' health at risk. It was during this time that I chose to dive deeper into my vices rather than into my relationship with God. I spent pretty much every day high and often went out to see whatever guy I was hooking up with at the time, but the pleasure was always temporary, followed by a really empty feeling that I can't quite put into words. It wasn't until early 2021 that I decided to stop smoking and taking edibles, but despite countless attempts, I couldn't seem to get free from the progressively more debilitating habit of seeking the counterfeit and temporary love I was getting from guys. I hate to admit it, but the issue was my lack of security and the love God had for me. I wanted so badly to feel loved by someone that I settled for the counterfeit over and over again, despite the emptiness I'd feel afterward. After years of trying to fix things on my own, I finally decided that it was time to share what I was going through with a friend for accountability's sake. This made freedom a lot less impossible. This time I was free for good. Around the same time, I began getting closer to some people I knew at church. Godly friends was something I had always wanted and now I had them. One day, after a few different conversations about my walk with God, one of my friends told me it was time to start running. Something clicked in me that night, and I don't know exactly what it was, but I started running after God more than ever before. I signed up for a leadership program at church, started praying more and actually enjoying it, was worshiping and praying throughout my day, and reading my Bible daily. I even made the decision to get rebaptized, and on that day, it truly felt like the old me had died. Immediately after I got baptized, I started seeing God's favor in my life. Favor at work with new job opportunities, Favor financially with a sudden outpour of unexplainable checks, gift cards, and other random free stuff. I was hearing from God more clearly and began to desire spending time with Him more than the things I used to crave. I finally understood what it really meant to have a relationship with God. See, I had spent my entire life with God as an acquaintance, someone distant. I knew who He was through the Bible and what I'd hear from my pastors, and I believed it all, but I didn't understand I could actually have an intimate relationship with him. I didn't know that all the blessings and answered prayers and so much more were accessible to me because I didn't really know him. It wasn't until I fully surrendered my life to him that my eyes were open to who he really is and what life can be. My life really is different now and I want everyone to discover what their life can be. I run with God. The life I used to live doesn't compare and now that I've seen what my life can be, I don't ever want to go back. Thank you, Jesus, and thank you, Lauren, for being open and willing and bold to share your testimony with 
the public. I pray in Jesus' name what you said to me, Lauren, in the email, that if this story could at least change one person, we would be satisfied. So I pray that whoever's listening, whoever you are, wherever you are, that you were changed, that you have been encouraged, that you feel like you're not alone if it's similar to her story, and that you can believe that today, starting today, your life can be different. Lauren, thank you for being bold and very courageous to share your story. You know, I love this story. I love testimonies because it's, you know, the Bible says that we defeat the devil by the word of our testimony. We stomp on his head. You know, people could argue about doctrine, right? Lauren was saying this to me just on Wednesday night. You know, people can argue about doctrine. People can argue about this. They can argue about that. But nobody can take your story of what Jesus Christ did for you away from you. It doesn't matter. And so that's why I love, and that is actually why I started this podcast. Life's been different. The ministry, right? This is the Life's Been Different podcast, but the ministry Life's Been Different is all about sharing people's testimonies, the gospel of Jesus Christ and how he changes lives. That's why we started this. That is what me and my co-founder Colleen are passionate about, about you and your story. Speaking of stories, let me tell you a story. So when I was about 19, 20, 21, I worked at a bank. I was a teller at a bank, right? I was counting other people's money until one day I got sick and tired of counting other people's money and I left the bank. That was the last real job I ever had before I started doing music, right? So I used to work at a bank. Now, in your first week at the bank, in your first week in any job, right, they put you through orientation. So they put you in training and at the bank, one of the things that they train you on, it's like a whole day's training, right, at main office, is how to find counterfeit money and counterfeit checks, right? It's a whole day training. The main thing they teach you on how to locate a counterfeit bill or check is by its feel, right? It's a little bit harder to like feel a counterfeit check because it's just paper, but you can definitely feel counterfeit bills. They feel a little different. The paper is different. Now, I actually found a couple counterfeit bills when I was working at the bank, but they teach you by feel. They teach you by feel, right? Feeling. They teach you by feeling. Do you get where I'm going with this? So that when you're counting a stack of cash, now I used to count cash quickly, like pop, 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 like better than the machine. Well, not better than the counting machine, but I used to love counting cash, like pop, 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 just super quick. And so... I was able to count cash quickly, but as you're shifting the bills through your hands, you can feel the difference. You're counting cash all day long. I'm playing with money all day. So when you feel something that feels smoother or different, you can tell that it is the counterfeit. You pull that out and then you examine it. And then you examine it. You can tell the counterfeit by feeling and by examination. I hope you can catch the flow based off of her story of where I'm going with this. 
The goal is to lead you into another level of God's love or to receive God's love for the first time. And we're going to talk about counterfeit love. And then we're going to receive God's love in a way that will make us want to run after the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to point out some key lines from Lauren's story. As I do with every testimony episode is I listen to it a couple times as I'm studying and I ask the Holy Spirit to highlight key phrases and key lines in the person's story for me to base, you know, a message off of or to just add some verses, add some thoughts and concepts to help strengthen the story for you, the listener. It's all about effectively communicating because I don't want a bunch of just influence. I don't care about having a bunch of followers on Instagram. I care about impacting as many people as I can. And one of the lines that she said as she was, you know, getting rid of her vices, she said, despite the countless attempts, I couldn't seem to get free from the progressively more debilitating habit of seeking the counterfeit and temporary love I was getting. What a powerful statement. Now, her story is her story, but today she is calling each of us to locate our counterfeit source of love. My testimony is similar to hers because that is a lifestyle that I was free from, right? Just Girls, girls, girls seeking after girls, whoever I could, whatever I could, whenever I could. It was just lust. It just filled my life. And it's a very strong thing. It's a spirit and it's the counterfeit love. This is what I want to talk about today. But I want to talk about God's love from a different angle that I have actually been meditating on for some time now. Let's look at some key verses and then we're going to take some lines from her story and talk about, you know, talk about it. John, 1 John 4, 18 and 19. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. So the opposite of love is fear and fear involves torment, but love, the love of God involves freedom. The love of God is freedom. The love of God is freedom. It's pure, it's true, and it sets you free. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. John 15, 9 in the Passion Translation says this, I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. You must continually let my love nourish your heart. Jesus said that. Now, this verse is something I've been meditating on for a long, long time. Listen to this. Jesus said, I love each of you with the same love. That the Father loves me. Pause. What? Think about that. 
God loves Jesus, right? So much. That's his son, right? And when he was baptized, he said, this is the son in whom I love. He like cracked open the sky for all to hear how much he loves Jesus. But Jesus is saying, there is no different level of love. There's no shortage in percentage of love. The same love that the Father loves me, Jesus. I love you. I don't know if you've heard this lately, but Jesus loves you. And it's not a silly bumper sticker. It's not a Christian phrase. Jesus said, God the Father loves me. And I love you the same. If you could catch the revelation that God so loved you that he sent Jesus to die for your sins, to be raised again so that you can live life differently and eternally, everything in your life would change. It's a love issue. It's a love issue. And so I love that Lauren said, number one, in my head, I was on fire for God. I've heard it say that the longest distance in the world is the 18 inches between your head and your heart. A lot of people know that Jesus loves them in their head. But when they experience the love of God in their heart, an eruption happens and all the erosion disappears. So many people know things in their mind, but faith, belief, motivation, your goals, your dreams, your ambitions, and most importantly, what you believe about Jesus must come from your head and go down into your heart. Then life will start to look different. And it will not be something that causes you to maximize your effort, but it will soon turn into something that is an effortless, I'm a loved child. There's nothing I need to do different. The Father loves Jesus, and Jesus loves me with the same love. That is magnificent. It's when the love of God goes from your head to your heart. That's when you change. I love how she said, in my head, I was on fire for God. But why do we know God in our mind and still go backwards? This is a great question, which brings us to another statement she said. I was in it for God, but somehow I had no idea I was only halfway. Let me tell you something. When you know something in your heart, 
You have that, I don't know why, I can't explain it, but I know that I know in my heart, feeling. And so you don't realize you're halfway because in your mind, your mind is forgetful, but your heart holds on to things. Your heart drives you. Your heart remembers. And so she didn't realize that she was only halfway in because in her mind, her mind is forgetful. So she's living her day, you're living your day, and then days go by and you realize you're not living for God. And then one day you go to church and you're like, oh yeah, that's right, I remember Jesus. And then you start living for a time, but it's because it's in your head. But when it's in your heart, the heart of a man, the heart of a woman, the heart of a person, no, that's not forgetful. When you love someone, you know it in your heart. And no matter what they do to you, how rude they are or whatever, you love that person in your heart. If you love your spouse in your mind only, you're probably fighting. But in your heart, there's forgiveness. In your heart, there's longevity. In your heart, there's love. And this leads us to the third statement. She was no longer halfway, but she wasn't all the way in either. Listen, decisions happen in your head, but consistency comes from your heart. That's how Olympians are made. Gold is first found in the heart. Now this leads us to, an, to our answer. This leads us to our answer. And I'm so proud of Lauren for discovering this with Jesus. She said, I wanted so bad to be loved by someone that I settled for the counterfeit. There it is. That's the problem. She wanted to be loved so bad by someone. But it wasn't until she formulated her personal relationship with Jesus that she felt the love from someone that she had always been searching for. Why? Because Jesus is a real living person. So, what's your counterfeit? Sex, drugs, social media, image, approval, to be liked, to be seen, to have money, to be successful? Listen, this is where Jesus comes in. Lust, pride, greed, anger, and those of the like are a loving people issue. It's a loving yourself issue. The more you get to know Jesus, the more you get to know yourself. The truth of Jesus makes you free. Now, there are many truths about Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The totality of the person of Jesus is truth. And Jesus, if you didn't know, is God. And God is love, right? Remember that verse? Who he is, who the Bible says he is, and who he said he is, is truth. Another truth is that he is love. And the truth is 
He loves you. And he loves you with the same love that God the Father loves him. Let's read John 15, 11. I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. You must continually let my love nourish your mind. No, nourish your emotions. No, it says you must continually let my love nourish your heart. Your heart. When you live for God, when you live the way the Bible says to live, when you live according to the example that Jesus lived here on earth, you know why Jesus lived here on earth? He lived here on earth so that he could do what he came to do, right? Jesus was sent into the world to save sinners, to die on the cross, to forgive us of our sins. But he also said, hey, you follow me, you live with me, you see how I live so that you can have an example of how you can live. Jesus was a human being. We can live the way that he lived. It's possible. He showed us how to do it. And when you live as a follower of Jesus, your life will be different. Sin is desirable for a time, the Bible says, but holiness is so much better. When you break free from those things, you will live in the love of God. That's how you abide in his love. The love of God nourishes your heart when you live clean. Then he says, these things I have spoken to you. Jesus, I'm telling you that God loves me and I love you and that it's possible for you to live in my love because I lived in God's love. And I'm telling you this, that my joy may remain in you, that your joy may be full. That word joy, I just had it on my arm literally a couple days ago. Because it's the word kara, which means joy, source of joy, bliss, excitement, right? That's the love. Remember all those other episodes, your joy may be full, right? Full joy, no cap. Like a couple episodes ago, I've been talking about joy. This is the verse that I've been, I have like four episodes on this verse. And I, I have to keep sharing that the love of Jesus is so pursuing you that G- and Jesus wants to give his joy to you so that you can live beloved and full of joy every day of your life. And so like Lauren's friend told her that day, today I tell you, receive this love. It's time to run. So I want you to just Calm yourself right now and say this with me. Jesus, Jesus, I receive your love. I receive your love. Repeat that with me. Calm your mind, still your heart, control your breathing. And just say, Jesus, I receive your love. I acknowledge that you first loved me. And so I say, I love you too. I love you too, Jesus. I love you too. There's nothing I need to do 
to prove my love to you. Because you did everything to prove your love to me. So I say to you today, Jesus, I love you too. Come into my life. Give me your joy. I want to remain in your love and follow your commandments that my joy may be full. Today I decide to run after you with a full and clean heart. I receive your love. I love you too. I remember the day that I got saved. I'll never forget this day because my life's been different ever since. The day that I knew that I didn't have to do anything to prove to God that he loved me because when John the Baptist baptized Jesus before he did a miracle, before he healed a person or preached a sermon, the skies cracked open and God the Father said, this is my son whom I love. So before I've done anything, even when I wasn't a Christian, the Father loved me and sent his son to die for me. And that same love is the same love that Jesus loves me. This has made my life different and is continually making my life different. Like for me, that day today is your day. We all have to decide. Heaven is a single file line. If you've never decided to follow Jesus, to receive his love, to receive his forgiveness, and repent of your sins. And I want you to pray the prayer with me at the end of this episode. Believe it in your heart. Change your ways. And begin to live life differently. By becoming followers of Jesus. I love you. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Life's Been Different with Marco Moncada. For more information on Life's Been Different, our clothing, my music and new book, OSL, the online discipleship course by Solid Lives, or how to send in your testimony to be featured on the Life's Been Different podcast, visit lifespindifferent.com. Hey, if you haven't received Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior, we would like to give you the opportunity right here, right now. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. I confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that he was raised from the dead and is alive today. Forgive me of my sins. Make me completely clean. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and help me become the person you created me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the kingdom. Jesus is real. Turn from your sin, turn to him, and go and tell the world why your life's been different.